Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. With you as always, it's Evan, Adam, and Robbie ready to break down week 17 action. We are full swing in the home stretch of the playoff push. Uh, surprisingly, at this point in the season, still a lot up for grabs. So uh, tons of games with playoff implications here. A uh, few big head-to-head matchups this week, so uh, we'll get into all that. Uh, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to this week. Uh, how about you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're getting down to the home stretch here. Two more weeks to go. Um, a lot of a lot of teams still in the hunt, especially in the AFC. It's it's a it's a crapshoot. So yeah, yeah, a lot of games with implications. Um, we got one here at Soldier Field that doesn't, but. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, we're 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 here to play this week. We're gonna throw some money at it anyway, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, we were we were man down last week, but uh, and and that was partially the reason why uh, we we had some struggles. Let's let's recap uh, week sixteen. Uh, so starting off with the lead pipe locks. Um, uh, I'll do my own. This was the biggest flop of the week, and this killed a lot of gamblers out there. Chargers minus nine and a half on the road in oh, Houston. They just, uh, yeah, Davis Mills was dropping dimes. It was it was bad from the jump, and yeah, it, like you knew in the second quarter that they weren't covering that number. It was it was tough watch. Um, but yeah, Robbie, you had the Bears and the Seahawks over forty three. So that one, there you go. Um, and Adam, you had Saints minus three and Cowboys minus ten and a half. So uh, one for two there. I don't know if we have a button for that. <laughs> draw. <laughs> draw. Yeah, we need the draw button. Yeah. yeah. You know, Ian yeah. Book. Ian Book. He fucked I'm not sure how you wanted to score that one, to be honest. If you want to do like a push for one and one or. You give me one and one. I mean, it, it, it feels like you you had two locks that you're just like. I, I felt good about me. both those, and then I mean, obviously, we put the we put this in before we heard the news of the quarterback for the Saints. So tough, tough one there. Call but. It a push. I like the push. Um, as for the podcast parlay, um, this was Robbie and I's invention, and, and it did not go well. Uh, Chargers minus nine and a half, Forty Niners uh, <laughs> minus three, and Patriots minus two and a half. Yeah. It was, uh, no bueno. 0 for 3 uh, in that one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, only goes up from uh, from there. But uh, we've got Adam back this week, so uh, the good mojo is flowing. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll right the ship here. Um, before we get into our, uh, our Week 17 games, I uh, just want to remind everybody to follow us on social media. We are uh, yeah, at... SL Football Guys uh, on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Brother Jeff's doing a great job for us there, uh, posting memes and GIFs, and uh, he's inventing new social media strategies as well, um, stuff I've never even seen before. He's doing some like transparency stuff that I didn't even know was technologically possible. So if you want to be on the cutting edge of social media, <laughs> you should be following the SL Football Guys. High tech. We, we might have a TikTok in like a week and a half. We, we don't. We don't. We, we, don't, we don't know where this ends. <laughs> it just goes up. That's all. Yeah. I know. yeah. yeah. It, it, more and more impressive. Podcast to the moon for sure. Um, that's it. Uh, so before we get into our uh, week seventeen, why don't we uh, hear from our sponsors? So this week uh, we're bringing you a new sponsor, um, Gruber Eats, uh, one of the top premier 
uh, food delivery services. Um, they're, they're known for, you know, if, if they don't arrive within 25 minutes, uh, you get a five, $5 off discount. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're the Jimmy John's of food delivery. Um, a bunch of restaurants are on board. Um, they're, uh, based out of Austria or, um, they're, they're created in Austria and they're bringing that kind of swag to the United States with their, uh, food delivery services. Later, ho- later hosen uniforms, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's, that's it's, the key touch for me. Especially, oh, yeah. especially, you know, you got the Kris Kringle market. You know, <laughs> you, you got a, you got a lot of festivities this time of year, and it's nice to you know bring that jolly, jolly mojo when they're delivering your food. So, yeah, you Gr- know, I just was cra- hang- craving like a, a good old brat, you know, the other day, and you know, came to my door twenty five minutes. You know, it was it was real fast, like fastest you could ask ask for. Yeah, I mean, this it's good news whenever you know a Central European entity expands. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Gruber eats for sure. Glad that they've made it over to America. All right, uh, week seventeen, guys. Here we are, and uh, you know, all games. Uh, we've got a Monday night football game, but uh, everything else is on uh, Sunday. So there was no Thursday night football game this week. And uh, our first game of the week is the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Buffalo Bills. Both these teams very much alive in the playoff picture. Uh, Falcons are fighting for that NFC wild card, and the Bills are uh, in first in the NFC or AFC East right now with the tiebreak over the Patriots. Uh, but they got to keep winning uh, in order to get that division and get the home field. Um, so uh, weather for this game, uh, predicting slight rain, and uh, it's going to be a little bit windy. Uh, guys, with that in mind, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Robbie to start us off. Uh, what do you think here, Rob? Yeah, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I mean, you got a little weather playing in the fact, into, factoring into this game, but I, I'm not thinking that's going to be a huge factor in this, you know, I, when I look at this, you know, Falcons, um, they've kind of been struggling lately offensively, if you ask me, um, you know, it doesn't, it seems like teams are starting to key in on what they're trying to do, especially with Cordero Patterson. And, you know, they're not quite getting a lot going. Um, you know, this game, you know, Bills, you know, they just came off a big win against the Patriots, and I, I think they're going to keep that rolling. Uh, I think they're on a good track right now. Singletary's just been uh, great as a runner for them, and that's kind of what they needed. Um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, from last I checked, might not be playing this game, but I don't think that's a huge factor at all. You know, Diggs has been just great on the outside for them. And, you know, I, th- I think the Bills are going to be able to put a number on these Falcons teams. Um, so, you know, I love the Bills right here. Uh, I'm, I'm confident um, even in 14 and a half. I'd, I, I'd probably buy that down to just minus 14, um, lose some juice on it. But, uh, you know, I think they're going to put a whooping on the Falcons. Um, you know, I was kind of looking at these over under. I was leaning on the over, but I'm just not so sh- sure the Falcons are going to be able to put up enough points to make this over under hit. So, um what do you guys think yeah i I just pulled up the uh forecast it's calling for some freezing fog freezing yeah which is uh that happen yeah it's 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 not gonna be great for football so uh (laughs) yeah i was i was thinking over here 44 but um you know just the way that the bills operate um you know they they a little bit of success with singletary last couple weeks running a ball but they're not known as a running football team um, so I, it might struggle to put up a little points here. I'm still going to take the bills minus 14 and a half, but, um, 
Yeah, I, I would. If you're gonna bet this game, I'd go with what Robbie said, buying it down to 14 or lower than that. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna touch that over under line anymore, knowing that the conditions. Yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm gonna lean Falcons here. Um, as I said, both teams with a lot to play for. Probably not a game I'm actually going to bet. I think it's a good number set by Vegas at 14 and a half. In fact, if it was 13 and a half, I'd probably swap over the Bills. You know, that's a swing point. Um, I mean, for me, it's just when you factor in the weather, um, you know, not going to be conducive to uh, offenses uh, by any means. And uh, I mean, it's not like the the Falcons are rolling over and dying. I know they don't have one of the better defenses in football, but uh, they still got a lot to play for. And I'm thinking that uh, Matt Ryan, Cordero Patterson, and Pitts will uh, do just enough to cover the spread here and stay inside of that 14 and a half. So I'll lean Falcons here, but uh, probably not a game I'm betting. For what it's worth, Falcons got quite a few guys on the COVID list. Maybe not a lot of like key guys, but uh, Bills have got a relatively clean bill of health as far as COVID's concerned. All right. Uh, next game up, we've got the Jaguars taking on the Patriots. Patriots are 16.5-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under at 41.5. Um, I know that there's, uh, there's some, you know, COVID concerns for the Jags right now. They've got a bit of an outbreak. Uh, lost a few uh, offensive linemen, including uh, Cam Robinson and uh, Norwell, are out for the Jags with COVID, so uh, that's tough for them. Uh, obviously, they lost uh, James Robinson as well to the uh, Achilles, so more tough news. Um, uh, guys, for me, I- I'm going to lean Patriots here with that being considered, but uh, uh, you know, Patriots last few weeks have uh, have struggled a little bit, so... Uh, would not surprise me if the Jags were able to creep inside of this number and cover the spread, but um, given given the COVID and injury concerns the Jags are facing right now, and you know just the overall state of that locker room with uh, you know firing Urban Meyer, uh, I'm I'm going to lean with the Patriots here to cover the big number, sixteen and a half. But uh, Adam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm with you here, um, and this is a huge number, but you know typically during the Patriots dynasty, they, they win games like this and it's not particularly close. Um, they can't afford to lose. Not that, not that I think they're even going to come close to losing, but, um, I think the offense writes the script. I know the Jags defense has been decent against the run this year. Um, but just offensively, I think they're going to struggle, um, without their tackles. Um, Trevor Lawrence has really not got anything going. This his entire rookie year is sort of a waste. And this Patriots D is going to, really limit limit the Jags and maybe a pick six um you know not out of the possibility so I, I like the Patriots here huge line uh I don't feel 100% confident but I'm still taking yeah play a little devil's advocate you know Patriots got quite a length the injury report right now especially with offensive players but you know I kind of expect a lot of these guys a lot of these guys were just limited and it seems like it's just um um, just uh, monitoring their injuries, you know, making sure they don't uh, overdo it. So I'm not super concerned about that. And even still, I think backups for the Patriots would still be able to put a number on this Jags team. This, I mean, COVID issues aside, this Jags team's just been struggling ever since they lost their their hero, Urban Meyer. But uh, you know, um, I I'm I'm sitting on the Patriots too as well. Um, I don't think. 17 points is completely out of the possibilities for the Patriots to just um, put up 
against the Jaguars, especially at home. You know, up up there, you know, they they'll they'll, they'll get it done. I, I'm not concerned about them. Well, we've got two of the rookie quarterbacks in this game, so um, maybe maybe a chance to uh, toot to our own horn here. So Mac Jones, obviously, I'd say is uh, the top rookie quarterback from this last year's draft. But would you say Justin Fields has been the second most impressive? Can I, I can I'd I give you a so. Davis Mills? Wow, Ooh, wow. I, I actually don't hate that. I mean, you know, talk about working with the. I mean, what the excuse for all these guys is other than Mac Jones is the supporting cast isn't good. Yeah. Nobody's got a worse supporting cast than Davis Mills, and he's out there. Uh, he's got a. Uh, 12 touchdowns, nine picks on the year. Last five games, seven touchdowns, two picks. He's been impressive. Damn. Yeah, he kind of uh, earlier in the season, it looks like he he was a rookie. He he was playing like it. He was struggling, but lately, uh, yeah, I'd have to agree. He's he's been looking like a whole different player. You know, he's been putting this Texans team in good positions to win, and you know they're on a nice two game winning streak. Yeah, consolation prize, Jake Fromm. Yeah. <laughs> he, what do you have, like 25 passes for 25 yards last yeah. week? God. <laughs> oh, man. All right, next game up, we've got uh, probably, uh, this might be this might be game of the week. Uh, Chiefs uh, are heading into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals are four-and-a-half-point home underdogs in this one with the over-under at 51. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And... Um, you know, Bengals uh, had a huge win last week. Uh, Burrow put up over 500 yards. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> it's uh, this is kind of two teams that are, you know, both playing pretty well, and I'm expecting a good showdown here. Um, we'll start with uh, Adam. What are your thoughts on this one? This is going to be a good one. Um, I This is one I'm probably going to stay off, at least in terms of the spread. Uh, I'm going to lean the Bengals just getting the points at home. Um but to be honest, I'm probably going to stay off. Chiefs have been as hot as anybody in the league. Um, Bengals coming off a huge win. Uh, offense seems to be clicking again for them. Uh, but for that reason, I, I think my play this week is going to be the over 51 and a half or 51, um, almost the highest over under this week. But you know the way the way both these offenses are playing, I think Travis Kelsey is going to be back for the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I, this this one could be a shootout. I was sort of expecting a higher line than this. Um, I think the weather and since he's going to be okay. Um, you know, Chiefs are used to playing in the elements, anyways. But yeah, I, I I like the over here, fifty-one. Yeah, I think the expectation is Kelsey's back, but Robbie has he technically cleared COVID yet? I don't know that he has. I thought I thought he did this I morning. I thought he did. Okay. Um, yeah, I, from what my understanding is that he's good to go. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, um, you know, two of the. I mean, I, I'm expecting a close game here. Um, you know, it's tough to go against the Chiefs. Uh, they have really turned things around uh, the last, you know, seven, eight uh, weeks of the year. I mean, they've been arguably the best team in football. And uh, but uh, you know, I think the fact that you're getting the Bengals here, you know, plus four and a half, that just seems a little too good for me to pass up. Um, especially at home, you know, Joe Burrow looked really good last week against the Ravens. Um, and, uh, if, I mean, if he can play, you know, nearly as good as that again, I mean, Bengals got a shot. I think the Bengals got a shot to win this game outright if they play their best, but, um, 
I think, you know, if they can control the ball and uh, use Joe Mixon effectively like they have been recently, I, I think that the I think that they can hang with them here, and uh, I, I think they should be able to stay within the four and a half. So I'll go Bengals as well. Yeah, I'm going to lean on the Bengals too. Uh, I'm leaning towards the over too. Uh, you know, big for the Chiefs. Uh, Joe Thune's, uh their guard's going to be back. Uh, he had non-COVID related illness this week, but he, he should be good to go. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I expect this one to be close. Um, I, I don't think either of these defenses get enough credit um, for how they played. Uh, I, I think a lot of people are going to be looking at these offenses and maybe lean towards a shootout, but, you know, I, I think you got to give a little respect to these defenses, which is why I'm not taking the over here, but I, I still do think these offenses have just been so good that 51 will probably be too low. But, um, you know, this is a game I'll probably just stay off of. You know, I'm expecting this is going to be a good game. This is going to be one of the good ones to watch on that noon slate. So, um, you know, this will be one I'm just sitting back and watching and just, just enjoying the show. All right, yeah, should be a good one. Uh, obviously, uh, you're looking at two division leaders uh, in uh, this game. So uh, both, uh, I mean, Bengals are trying to uh, hold on to their uh, to their lead. Chiefs are the only team in the AFC to actually clinch a playoff spot right now, which is wild um, considering there's only two weeks left. But uh, Bengals are in the driver's seat in the AFC North, uh, looking good. But uh, they just got to keep the pedal to the metal and uh, – you know, if they win one more game, they're going to be good to go. So uh, they'll be motivated. Next game up, uh, speaking of a couple motivated teams with uh, playoff lives on the line, it's the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are seven-point home favorites in this one with the over-under at 44-and-a-half. Big storyline here was uh, Carson Wentz was earlier in the week announced that he would be out after testing positive of COVID, but NFL changed their COVID protocol midweek um, to align with the CDC guidelines to go from uh, a 10-day quarantine to a 5-day quarantine. So now uh, it's looking like Wentz could play. Um, it's unknown if he's going to be run down or affected by COVID at all. But at this point, you know, with the minus 7 spread, I think uh, that's Vegas assuming that Wentz is going to be good to go. Um, I- I'll start this one off, guys. I think... Uh, all things considered, and if Wentz goes, I'm still going to take the Raiders plus the seven here. Uh, I'm just expecting, I think it's a pretty good line by uh, Vegas, but I think the Raiders will be able to compete in this game and, and hang around. I don't expect them to win, uh, but I just think seven's a little bit too much uh, against a very highly motivated team. Uh, you know, Raiders have been uh, scrapping together some wins uh, lately to stay relevant and stay within the uh, the playoff hunt uh, in the AFC. I mean, I know the Colts are one of the uh, hottest teams in the NFL right now, and like I said, I fully expect them to win, but I just think seven's a little bit too much against this Raiders team. I don't, I don't think they're giving them enough credit. I don't know. We were, we were talking the other day, Evan, and we're, we're talking about how the Raiders may have been the luckiest team this year to get to eight and seven. Yep. Um, and I'm kind of on that belief, too, and if Carson Wentz plays, you know, I, I'm loving these Colts this week. Uh, I, I think they could just run all, all over them. This Raiders team hasn't, they're not impressive to me by, by any means. Uh, you know, that um, we're, we're I, I think they're a team that's been a little uh, 
beat up with COVID and just looking at it, they, yeah, they, they, they're missing some uh, guys on the defensive side of the ball. Exactly. And, um, especially when you miss like the, you know, guys like, uh, oh yeah. Like KJ, right. Maybe, you know, Denzel Perryman, you know, the DN from Eastern Michigan, uh, yeah. Nassib or, or, or who, who, no, I thought, uh, yeah, I know, uh, Nassib's out. Um, Crosby. Yeah, I thought was Crosby on the list. Uh, I'm not seeing him on the okay, list. Okay, maybe he's good. Maybe, maybe he's I was good. just thinking of Nassib. Um, but yeah, couple couple defensive players for the Raiders out. They're missing a linebacker too. Um, uh, but I, I, I mean, I'm just looking at it. Say so this should be just even if Carson Wentz is good and maybe not as good as he normally is because you know we we gotta say it. How much the effect does having COVID or testing positive COVID uh, have on these players? Because I, I'd imagine that maybe it would leave them a little fatigued. You know, they're not training because, you know, COVID leaves you fatigued, you know. Um, and, it, you know, if Carson Wentz is a little fatigued, I'm not too worried because I think Jonathan Taylor can just run through this defense no problem. And uh, What about from a game planning standpoint? I mean, Carson Wentz was basically told he was out and then – yeah, and then he it? gets a second chance. And then he gets much. a second chance, but you know, did he lose game plan time? I know he that's, lost that's reps early in the I mean, week. The, I mean, I'd imagine they'd be like that's a big one eighty. Uh, you know, they were had to be prepping Ellinger. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of a lot of good questions. I mean, that that's uh, we're we're getting in a tough time right now. Uh, these last couple of weeks and these weeks coming up in the future with all this uh, Omicron uh, just breaking out, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing it and, you know, it, we got we to gotta sort through it for sure. Um, you know, there's a lot to work through. Um, but, you, you know, I, I'd imagine that the game plan would, you know, if, if they're game planning for Carson Wentz out, I'd imagine they'd be game planning around running the ball, right? I was going to say, yeah. let's not kid ourselves. The game plan for the Colts is always Jonathan Taylor at this point, though, too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm loving the Colts here. Yeah, same. Um, you know, I, I do have my concerns, like you guys. Um, I, you know, the Raiders, they're at eight and seven too. They're right in the thick of it. They, they win here. Who knows what can happen? But, um, yeah, I just think the way that this game is going to play out. Uh, I mean, both these defenses are opportunistic. Um, Colts force a lot of turnovers. So I, I. You know, I, I feel comfortable with the Colts. Um, not going to lock it up or anything. Um, I wish it was under a touchdown, but seven, I think that's probably a good line. Um, I am going to bet the over 44 and a half here. I think, you know, that's a pretty low number for two offenses that have put up points this year. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where Vegas is coming out. You know, this is an indoor game, not going to be affected by the weather. And to garner, what, the, the third tie? Or no, no, it's it's... It's a pretty low line, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm going to take that. Um, but, yeah, I, I could see this one being a little closer than people expect. Hopefully, Colts just pull through it at the end. But, um, yeah, probably not going to bet that that spread. All right. Um, next game up, guys, we've got the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, where the Ravens are four-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game. Uh, Over-under is set at 46.5, expecting some windy conditions on the East Coast. Um, Key things to note here, uh, Lamar is still questionable at this point, but uh, all the indications are are not looking good for his ability to play. Um, Huntley, though, uh, did clear uh, 
protocol, and he's looking like he's going to be able to go uh, and start for the Ravens if Lamar can't play, which, I mean, they've Huntley's looked pretty good under center for the Ravens. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that's too much of a step down for them at this point. I don't know if, how, if you guys agree with that. Um, but I, I, I he's played well. That. He's played well. Yeah. I mean, he's got a similar play style. Yep. Um, so with that in mind, uh, yeah, like I said, Ravens four and a half underdogs here. I'm actually going to lean on the Ravens at home, um, with Huntley under center. Uh, I just think that's, uh, that's, they're, they're getting uh, too many points and it's a game. The Ravens absolutely need to win. Uh, right now they're on the outside looking in, in terms of the playoff schedule. Uh, they are fighting for that, uh, that last wild card spot. Still have a uh, outside shot at the division if the Bengals were to slip up. But, uh, you know, a, a Harbaugh coach team uh, is always a well-coached team, and I would imagine that, uh, you know, they'll they'll come out hungry. And I know the Rams are good, but um, I just think that they'll be able to hang tough. Uh, Rams are relatively healthy in terms of COVID. Um, but wise pretty healthy, too. Yeah. I mean, probably going to be rolling out Sony Michelle this week. Right. Right, but he had a. Uh, they ran the ball really well last week, and uh, I would expect that uh, you know they might want to try and uh, use the same formula, lean on Sony Michelle if uh, you know if the conditions are windy and uh, not favorable to passing the ball. But uh, I- I'm going to go Ravens plus four and a half here. I think uh, Ravens are going to be the more motivated team, and uh, on their home field, I-, I think that there's a good chance they come out and get the win. So I'll take Ravens. Yeah. I've- I'm not so sure the Ravens are, you know, I, I, I know they're going to be fighting. You know, they've got a lot of implications. They're a, a, on a bubble team. They're a bubble team. Rams, they've clinched already, so maybe they'll be a little less motivated, but they've got a lot of implications going too. So I imagine this one's going to be uh, close all the way. Um, you know, uh, both these teams, they could run the ball. Uh, you know, Ravens are built around that, uh, even with uh, Taylor Huntley behind center and you know the, our boy uh, Titus Bowser you know he was on the COVID list but now he, for like a day and now he's off <laughs> I just want an excuse to use that drop but <laughs> um, you know it, Ravens are pretty healthy uh, relatively uh, you know they're, they're getting back at it um, but uh, you know you know this is probably one I'm staying away because I could see um, you know with the Rams being able to just run it, run it all down their throats, and uh, you know, be able to pull away. So I, I, I think this is a good line by Vegas. Um, you know, I'm gonna stay off of it. Um, what, what about you, Adam? Yeah, uh, this is this is another game. I think I'm gonna definitely watch. It's gonna be exciting, but I'm probably gonna stay off. I, I trust uh, Hunley. He's he's been. He's been very impressive every time I've seen him play. Um, a lot of grit seems to, even when the defense isn't playing good, he, he brings the team back. So I, I, I like the Ravens to keep it close here. Um, so I'm t- definitely taking the Ravens with the points. Uh, something tells me in this game, I know there's going to be a little wind. Uh, defenses are going to play a little bit better than uh, the offenses here. I'm going to lean the under 46 and a half. Uh, some, uh, Ravens at home too. The defense tends to not let up a lot of points. So I'm going to take the Ravens with the points, four and a half, and I'm going to take the under, 46 and a half. Uh, expect this one to be close and a little bit lower scoring. Um, 
yeah, something's, something's telling me that this might be an off game for Stafford. I don't know what it is, but uh, just, a, just a hunch. We'll see. I'm kind of surprised that this game has a higher over-under than the Raiders-Colts game. I, I kind of thought they, these lines would be flip-flopped. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Me too. All right, uh, next game up, we've got the Miami Dolphins traveling to Nashville to take on the Titans. Uh, Titans are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home with an over-under set at 39-and-a-half. Uh, I'm handing this one over to uh, Adam. Uh, why don't you take this one away? Yeah, this is this is a line that surprised the hell out of me. Uh, yeah, for the Dolphins, seven in a row um, to be more than a field goal favorite, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm buying it. So I'm taking the Dolphins. I actually like the money line here. Um, I definitely feel great about the plus three and a half, but I, I think this one, in my opinion, is more of a pick them. Uh, Titans, they're, they're slowly getting more healthy. Uh, I just think that the secondary, the Dolphins are going to fi- find a way to limit, uh, sort of the pass passing game, AJ Brown, sort of take him out and make the Titans beat them on the ground. Um, and if, if, if it plays like that, I think the Dolphins, the way that they've been playing offense, uh, you know, two has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league the last seven games. So I, I like the Dolphins here uh, come in to Nashville and upset the Titans. Yeah, there's a couple times, including just this mor- morning earlier, um, you know, that I looked at this line and I just assumed it was Dolphins minus three uh, and a half and not the titans minus three and a half um yeah i'm kind of surprised the dolphins are dogs in this one uh they've been playing so well they're they're getting in great form while the titans they're kind of they've kind of been beat up a little bit you know they they will get taylor lewan back uh you know his from that back injury and uh you know though aj brown he's uh hasn't practiced all week though you know that's just aj brown things he could go a whole week without practicing and come out and just be able to be a game changer but uh no julio what's that right evan no yeah, he's julio. on the uh covid list and he is not cleared yet yeah, uh same I, thing with bud dupree yeah bud dupree was a big one um i know you brought that one up uh, when we were talking about it earlier but uh, yeah i i'm feeling very good about the dolphins in this one especially getting three and a half points you know if they just lose by a field goal <laughs> you know i i think that well, that'll still be good. Um, I, I think that's the worst case scenario for the Dolphins here. Uh, I don't see the Titans running away with it at all. Yeah, we know the rule with the Titans is that they play a close game. So you just take the team that's getting yep. the points. <laughs> and uh, I was surprised as well that uh, the Dolphins were uh, as big of underdogs as they were in this game, considering they've won seven in a row. Uh, granted, uh, those seven wins aren't the most impressive uh, in the league. Uh, but you got to play who, who's on your yeah, schedule. Yeah, you play you know? who's on your yeah. schedule. And, and yeah, um, you know, they've been able to work through uh, some Tua struggles, and they've kind of got him to a point right now to where, uh, you know, that offense is functioning and, uh, you know, they're they're able to move the ball yeah. uh, semi-effectively. Um, so yeah. yeah, their offense sort of reminds me of what the Saints used to do with Drew Brees. A lot of high percentage passes, quick Quick pass game, and I think Tua is finding a groove because his completion percentage the last two months has been up close to seventy, which yep. is which is great. Yeah, they're I Him love the Waddle. way they're using Waddle too. Yeah, um, he's kind of he's got that feel almost how like the Steelers used to use uh, Juju in his uh, rookie year when it was all. I mean, because Ben can't really 
throw the ball deep. So it was all just kind of underneath, uh, you know, using his kind of lateral quickness to, you know, a lot of times out of the slot to, to get open. And, uh, yeah, Waddle, Waddle, Robbie's doing the Waddle over there. Um, waddle, waddle. But, yeah, he's he's playing good. I mean, on the other side of things, you know, we talked about the injuries with the Titans. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if they're without both of their uh, big wide receivers, that I, I would be stunned if this line didn't flip. Um, but I, I think right now, I mean, even if, even if AJ Brown can go, I still like the Dolphins in this one. Uh, Adam, I know you picked the money line. I, I think I, I gotta go, I gotta lean that direction as well. I'm going money line too. I, I think the Dolphins will do it. Um, potential, uh, fun game next week. So, uh, looking ahead to week 18 here, if the Dolphins were to win this game, they play the Patriots and they're one game back of the Patriots, uh, so that could have oh, some that's fun, fun. That's and fun. they beat them week one. So yeah. they would have the tie break if they if they beat them again. Now, if there it? was a three game tie break, then it goes into uh, conference record, and that gets a little dicier. But yeah, this this could be a potential first round rematch too, uh, or you know, two weeks from now, these two teams could face each other if the Dolphins end up finishing a year strong. Yeah, and if the Patriots, uh, well, yeah, could they be the? I mean, Patriots could be a wild card team as well as the Dolphins. Yeah, but the two wild card teams can't play, so they'd have to win the division. No, I'm saying Dolphins Titans could oh, be a potential yeah, 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 yeah. playoff matchup. Yeah, you're you're 100 percent right with that. Um, yeah, so we, I mean, yeah, Adam, you said it perfectly. We could be looking at this exact game uh, week one of the playoffs, which would which would be fun. I like the way uh, these two teams line up against each other. So wow, that that'd be a Dolphins uh, week 18 is a Dolphins home game too, and. Patriots have historically struggled struggled going down to Miami in December. Bill can't stand the heat. He can't stand the heat. <laughs> All right. Well, that should be a fun one. That's another one of the kind of sneaky good games that I'm really looking forward to this well, now weekend. Now I'm really hoping for that one. Um, next game up, uh, near and dear to our hearts, the uh, New York Giants are heading into Chicago to take on the Bears. Uh, Bears are five-and-a-half-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under Set at 37. Uh, I uh, love Bears minus five and a half. I know. Um, I know that we're expecting a little bit of wind here in the city. It's going to be cold too. Um, we're definitely getting a snowstorm uh, tomorrow here locally, but uh, the precipitation at least should not hold over into Sunday. It should just be pretty damn cold. Um, with that in mind, though, I, I like the Bears mi- minus five and a half here. Um, you know, whether it's Glennon or it's from, uh, I, I don't think it matters. I think the bears, uh, are the better team here. I mean, we saw the bears had this exact same matchup last year. Um, except Danny dimes was under center for the giants and they took care of business. Uh, defense really handled things and Saquon, that was actually the game. Saquon wound up, uh, oh, yeah. tearing his ACL. Um, but the bears took care of business. Uh, game got a little tight at the end, but uh, with Fields under center and the way the Bears are running the ball, I I think that they're uh, going to be able to take care of business here. I think technically Fields is still questionable at this point, but it's looking like he'll be able to go. Um, so I'll throw that caveat on everything. So I like the Bears minus five and a half here. Uh, I just think um, the way they're running the ball, they should be able to manhandle the Giants. Uh, so I'm going to take them the five and a half, and I'll lock it up. But it's a lock. No. I, I love the Bears too. I, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, this just uh, 
screams a ground pound of game for the Bears, especially when you look at the Giants' defense. You know, they're they're a lot better secondary than what you see up front for them. So I, I love the Bears to just be able to run over them, it's, especially when you get a little bit of wind. You know, it's better to, uh, you know, teams tend to run the ball a little more, and I think the Bears are going to be able to capitalize that, off that. You know, I mean, Bears, their, their run defense isn't strong either, but it's Saquon really been that great? This year, I mean, he's kind of been struggling uh, coming back from injury, uh, you know, especially when you got either Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm. Like, you could really stack the box against those guys. Um, so I, I love the Bears here. Um, you know, I actually also love the over 37. That's a really no, low number. And I I know these two teams historically don't really put up points. But, you know, Fields, when you have Fields under center, he's been great for this offense. You know, they've been able to uh, – uh, but, you know, they've been able to do a lot more with Fields, uh, you know, especially with his ability to roll outside of the pocket and just be able to be a playmaker uh, like he is. Um, so, you know, I, I love the over on this one, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys said. I mean, look at the last, I mean, minus that Vikings Monday night, just horrid effort offensively. Uh, I mean, they were able to move the ball. They just couldn't put up any points. I mean, the Bears the last month have actually scored a decent amount of points. That was a Dalton um, Bears effort, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then the defense, they haven't been great. So, yeah, I, I love all things pointing to the Bears over, or Bears-Giants over-under. There's no absolutely zero reason why this should be the lowest over-under of the week. Um, love, love that over. And then as far as the spread goes, I'm going to lean to bears. Um, yeah, I just think you know, Mike Lennon is not going to get the job done against this team. We've seen that in the past. Um, you know, I, I expect, I expect the offense of the bears to function. I they get the two headed running back, Herbert Montgomery and it fields is playing. I mean, you got three options there to run the ball. So I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think the bears get the job done here at home. Another thing helping point towards the over in this one, Akeem Hicks unlikely to play. That's uh, a big one. That's a big one, so that helps uh, helps push the number up for sure. All right, uh, next game up, NFC East Divisional matchup. It is the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the team. Uh, team are four-and-a-half-point underdogs at home in Washington, D.C. for this one with the, un- or with the over-under at 44-and-a-half. Uh, Robbie, kick us off here. Yeah, the team, uh, they, uh, well, just earlier today, with news of uh, Antonio Gibson getting added to the COVID list uh, is, is a little hurt to this uh, team offense, offense that's already missing uh, J.D. McKissick going to IR earlier um, this month. Um, and, uh, you know, Eagles, uh, you know, both these teams actually you know this is this is a big game for playoff implications um like a lot of these games this week actually but uh you know the eagles definitely need to win this and i i think the team are beat up enough um you know montez sweat uh you know he's looking unlikely to play too at this point um and eagles you know i just saw earlier the jordan howard's not looking likely but you know boston scott's been fine whenever he's given the opportunity so you know uh a lot of, I mean, this is a game you got a lot of, a lot of question marks in general. But um, you know, I, I, I like the Eagles here. Um, you know, this line definitely moved from 
up like a full point since we saw it yesterday, and uh, I'm not as confident in this anymore. You know, this one could go down where it's close, but, uh, you know, Eagles have just been uh, so good, and, you know, last time this, this defense just picked Heineke apart. So I'm kind of anticipating something similar to happen this game. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is a tough one for me. I, I, I have not felt comfortable betting any Eagles game all year. Um, you know, I think just you, I think before last week, I think I would have bet the team here at home, given the four and a half points, but just the way that Sunday night football game played out, some infighting on the bench, um, they, they looked like a team defeated. I know technically they're still not eliminated yet, but, um, after that game, you can write the ship on this team. So I'm going to take the Eagles here. They got a whole lot more to play for. And, and, and quite frankly, they're the better team right now. Um, so yeah, I think the Eagles win here, cover the four and a half. Yeah, I'm uh I'm flopping here. I'm I'm gonna lean Eagles. I'm I'm probably not gonna bet this game. I was originally on the team, uh, but with the uh, Antonio Gibson news, um, I, I think that's that's gonna swing me the other way here. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't been the the biggest fan of the Eagles this year. I don't expect them to do much in the playoffs if they make it that far. Um. But, uh, you know, they have been playing a little bit better lately. I just don't really trust Hurts, um, uh, you know, to, to effectively move the ball against, uh, you know, playoff caliber defenses. But that said, uh, you know, the team are banged up, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and, and they haven't really been playing up to the, you know, level of talent that that defense has anyway this season. Uh, my fear was that, you know, sometimes Heineke can just come out and he can start slinging the ball. But it kind of looks like the first half uh, – numbers that he was putting up or were a bit more of a facade than the truth uh he's really struggled over the last uh, month or so and uh i mean the team just haven't been nearly as as potent as they were an offense uh you know in the second half of the season here so with all that in mind um i will take the eagles uh minus four and a half all right next game up it is the tampa bay buccaneers taking on the new york jets this game is in metwife stadium uh, where the Jets are 13-point underdogs, and the over-under is 45-and-a-half. Adam, you're doing this one. All right, yep. Uh, got a great feeling about this game. I Just A.B. being back is you know, it's great for the league. It's so much emotion and smiling. Million-dollar smile, yeah. Yeah, no, I, it, for this matchup, I love the Bucks. Um, they got a lot to play for. Um, and they, I know... Uh, playoff Lenny's out, but Rojo looked good. Uh, Kavion Vaughn, Vaughn. Illinois. Yeah, yeah. He he broke a big run last week. Um, I I just think that this Bucks team, even though they're out Mike Evans, Godwin, they still got playmakers. They're getting um, Cameron Brate involved. Uh, Gronk slowly coming back from his injury. This could be like a big Gronk week. They still have a plethora of weapons. And and then the Jets on the other side, I, decent game from Zach Wilson. I know they got the win last week, but I don't think that's going to happen against this Bucks team. 13 half is usually a lot to lay on the road, um, but this is not your typical team. Bucks are they're, they're going places this year, so I love the Bucks here, minus 13 on the road, and that's going to be my lock of the week. But it's a lock! No. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you. I'll take the Bucks uh, here. You know, I know they've got some injury concerns. They're going to be without Mike Evans and... Uh, they're without Godwin as well, who's out for the season now. That happened a few weeks uh, earlier. 
Lenny Fournette obviously uh, has been uh, sidelined as well. So, uh, but you know, Adam outlines all the offensive options they still got. So basically, their second offensive unit is still better than a lot of uh, first team offenses in the NFL. They've got plenty of talent there. Um, I, I expect them to be able to still put up a number on this uh, Jets uh, defensive front. And uh, you know, I know uh, I know Zach Wilson looked a little bit better last week. Uh, but I I don't think he'll be able to continue that against the front seven of the Bucks. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm all in on the Bucks this week. I think that uh, they should be able to cover the thirteen. I'm with you, Adam. You know, I just uh, just sidetracked real quick. A couple of news alerts. You know, since we're recording this around noon on uh, New Year's Eve, uh, so we're we're getting a lot of uh, uh, practice updates and. Uh, one one thing is uh, Bears have uh, removed Akeem Hicks from the COVID Safe. list, so uh, you know it looks like he'll be uh, playing. Still with um, the over, which is uh, still taking I'm, the over. I'm still good with the over, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it, let's see, and also AJ Brown returned to practice, so that's uh that's good for the Titans. Okay. But um, as far as this Buccaneers game, you know, I, I don't know what else I can really add to this. You know, the only. I'd be more confident in the box if I knew for sure AB was playing. I know all signs are pointing to him playing, but uh, I never know with need, that clown. I I think they need I need to see that he's going to be on the field in order to be able to punch on Bucks minus thirteen. But I would feel good about Bucks minus thirteen if AB plays. Yeah, he looked good coming off. Uh, he did look whatever good. <laughs> a plethora of reasons why he was out. <laughs> All right, uh, next game up, guys. It is the Denver Broncos taking on the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, who are coming off a very bad loss to the Texans last week. Uh, they are still six-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under at 45-and-a-half. Uh, Broncos, obviously, without Teddy Bridge. Um, you know, so it's it's lock under center, and... Uh, I mean, guys, for me, that's that's enough for, for me to lean Chargers. I don't feel great about it, and I certainly will not be placing money on the Chargers after the debacle that was last week uh, and, and how they disrespected my lock of the week status. But, um, you know, for, for purposes of record keeping here, I am going to go with Chargers minus six. I just think uh, there's, there's no way that uh, Drew Locke-led Broncos offense will be able to keep up. Yeah, this seems like a bounce-back game for the Chargers right here. Um, you know, that was obviously a lot of people got burned on them last week against the Texans. You know, Texans pulling some punches out on them. But uh, I think this is one – well, first of all, they need to win this one. And the Broncos are a little beat up, um, it's, and including having a little bit on the COVID list, uh, if I remember correctly. But, um, you know, it's uh, – I think the big one for the Chargers is maybe during Derwin James um, might not play. You know, he's questionable. He's been limited all week, uh, but I th- think he'll be good to go. But, uh, yeah, if, if this seems like it's a bounce-back spot for the Chargers, um, you know, this game could be competitive, so I'm going to probably stay away from this. Um, but, you know, everything I'm looking at is just pointing Chargers here. Yeah, I actually love the Broncos here. Um, I think we – 11 they, these two teams played each other broncos 128 to 13 um i mentioned it back then but this is a really good matchup scheme wise for the broncos um you know they love to run the ball and they're gonna even more so with drew lock at the helm but this chargers team has been absolutely awful against the run um and, and their strength offensively is you know some of the 
passing with Herbert going deep. Mike Williams has kind of come back, but Broncos secondary has been one of the best in the league. Um, so this is this is a, just a really good matchup for the Broncos and getting six points. Um, it's just way too much for me. So I love the Broncos here. Interdivision matchup should be close. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you make some good points there. Uh, obviously, you know what is it? It's uh, Melvin Gordon revenge game v four. I think. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, obviously, yeah, they've been running the ball well with Green as well. Um, Chargers, uh, they were without Mike Williams last week. Were they without Keenan Allen as well, Robbie? I, can't, I, think I don't Keenan know if played. he played. I, I think, I think played. Keenan played. I'm trying to come up with reasons why they lost that game. I know Eckler was out. Um, is Eckler is Eckler good to go this week, or is he out still? I believe so. Uh, I, I think he's good to go. Yeah. Okay, I'm putting Robbie on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, there were some reasons for the Chargers' poor performance that I, I chose to be blind to, but... Uh, Hoping that they can bounce back a little bit this week and return to form, but yeah, uh, Eckler's been activated. Okay, yeah, but uh, Adam makes some good points from a scheme standpoint. Very good matchup for the Broncos, so we will see. Maybe the uh, the six points is a bit too much, and this Chargers team will continue to be frauds. Yeah, kind of add to your point, Adam. You know, I'm, I'm not, I I don't see Drew Locke as a significant downgrade to Teddy Bridgewater. Like they they both been mediocre. Yeah, they, their passing Best. game has so many weapons that they shouldn't be struggling the way they are with Teddy at the yeah. helm. So I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think you might see a little bit more vertical, um, a vertical element to the passing game, which we have not seen with Teddy. So just think, uh, Locke's a little bit more turnover prone. He definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, next game up, it is the Houston Texans uh, coming off that big win against the Chargers that we just talked about, and they are heading to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Uh, Niners are 12.5-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under at 44. And I am tossing this one to Robbie to kick us off. Yeah, uh, obviously Texans' big surprise last week, uh, just coming in and uh, just taking care of business uh, against the Chargers as we just talked about it. But, you know, I, I think this kind of plays in the favor of the 49ers line right here, uh, 12 and a half. Um, you know, I, I'd imagine this line should be a little more than that. Ni- Niners are pretty healthy uh, relatively, especially um, as far as uh, Niners' health goes. You know, they're usually a team that's always hurt. Um, you know, you're going to get Trey Lance to start here, which, you know, Houston's been pretty bad against the run, and I think this is just going to open it up even more to their play style uh elijah mitchell's probably going to be back um you know he's been a game changer for this team you know he's been he's been basically the mostert fill-in um and he's been great with it but uh you know texans you know they've they've got little 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 banged up uh they've got a couple guys covid list um so you know i i think this 12 and a half is way too low i think you're getting a little uh benefit of Texans uh, last two weeks uh, coming out and winning them but uh, Niners are just step above in my opinion than this uh, Texans team and you know uh, as far as playoff implications go you know Niners need to win this and they need to make a statement and so I, I'm loving the 49ers minus 12 and a half and this one's going to be my lock but it's a lock no yeah, I'm with you. I love the 49ers this week. Uh, uh, I'm I'm going to make the bet that uh, Davis Dimes will not make a repeat performance <laughs> of what he was able to do last week against the Chargers. I uh, could be wrong, but uh, we'll see. 
Um, yeah, I, I love the Niners this week. I just expect them to be able to establish the run early on, really control the clock. Um, you know, their their offensive line should be able to win at the uh, line of scrimmage. And, uh, you know, this 49ers defense is much better than the Chargers uh, and I, I think should be a much tougher test. And the fact that the Niners are at home uh, also adds into the favor. So I, I don't think this game will be close. I like the uh, Niners here to cover the 12 and a half. Yeah, I do too. Um, I'm probably going to stay off this game just just based on you know the Texans won two in a row. Davis Mills is playing pretty good football, and um, Jimmy G's not playing right for the 49ers. No, he's out. So is it Trey Lance for 100? percent Trey Lance. Okay, yeah, that, that that also gives me some caution. I know um, he, Shanahan said that he's been this has been the best month of his career. Um, but take that for what it is. I don't know. <laughs> um, trust anything yeah. he says. Yeah, I mean, they should win. They should be able to run the ball, but um, it's a huge line. Um, so still gonna still gonna bet them, but not gonna bet. Or still gonna pick them to cover, but I'm I'm probably gonna stay off this game. Well, it wouldn't be the first time Kyle Shanahan uh, would lean too heavily on the pass when he should be running the ball. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully, if, if they do the game plan right, though, they'll just they'll stick to the ground attack. All right, uh, next game up, it is the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Dallas Cowboys in another marquee matchup. Uh, this is probably the other candidate for game of the week. Uh, Cowboys are six-point favorites in Dallas, and the over-under in this one is at 51-and-a-half. Uh, Adam always leads for the Cowboys, so Adam, start us off. Yeah, no surprise there. Uh, I am all over the Cowboys here, uh, minus six at home. Uh, I think last week you saw you saw a different different uh, different team. Uh, they're they're getting healthy all across the board. I think they're going to get Tyron Smith back on the offense. You saw uh, Lawrence come in fresh off the the bench from an injury, score a touchdown. Um, this team is getting healthy at the right time. I think all things are clicking. I saw. Zeke got clocked at his fastest uh, MPH in like three months, so which is a good sign that he's getting healthier. Um, yeah, I, I, all things are pointing to the Cowboys uh, getting gearing up for a long playoff run. And then the other side, uh, going back to last year, I saw this stat that the Cardinals now are zero and five in playoff clinching games under Cliff Kingsbury. Um, they they actually clinched last week, but that was not based on them winning. They had some other teams lose that had them clinch um this this team has really been struggling without d hop um it seems like their offense you know they're i don't know they're they're struggling they're struggling to find down the field options uh they're still able to run the ball uh with consistency but um yeah i don't think they'll be able to run the ball here in dallas and they're gonna have to lean on kyler to throw the ball and I, i just think if this gets into a shootout Cardinals, uh, their defense really been slumping over the last month, and I don't think they're going to be able to stop the Cowboys. So I know this is a big line for a, a Cardinals team um, that has a good record, but I think these two teams are trending in opposite directions. So, yeah, I love the Cowboys minus six here. I'm flipping. I'm going Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, Adam, you're right. Uh, the last – the last month, really, for the Cardinals has not been great. Uh, they're trying to avoid losing three in a row here. Uh, obviously, the bad loss to the to the Lions on the road was a shocker. They had a tough game last week to the Colts, and it, it just I think doesn't. They have lost three in a row already. Or did they lose even the week before that? Let's see. Uh, 
I don't know. Did they lose week 15? I could be wrong here. Uh, let's see. Oh, that was the Lions week. Yeah, they've lost three in a row. Rams, Lions, Oh, Colts. they lost the Rams, yeah. That Rams game was tough. Last team they beat was the Bears. Ah. <laughs> and even the Bears made that one yeah. a little closer than they probably should have been. Uh, yeah, you know what? And, I mean, you make some good points. Um, Cowboys are... Cowboys are like just one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now, and uh, you know, with uh, without uh, DeAndre Hopkins, the Cardinals are kind of without that explosive element. And uh, I mean, I just love the way the Cowboys defense has been playing the last uh, month or so. I mean, Micah Parsons is uh, looking like a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Um, if, if Travion Diggs doesn't steal it from him, yeah, like <laughs> honestly, between Parsons, Diggs, and now you add Lawrence to the fold, and uh, I mean. There's just the, the Cowboys just are loaded with names. Uh, I mean, Amari Cooper came out last week and said this is the most talented team he's ever been on. He also complained about how many touches he was getting. So I don't know what he wants. Um, sometimes, sometimes when the team gets better, you know, you don't see the ball as much. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I like Cowboys here minus the six at home. Uh, yeah, I, I just given what the Cardinals have shown the last month, I don't think I can trust them to stay with uh what i think is the best team in the nfc right now so uh i'm on the cowboys i'm sorry adam i'm gonna i'm gonna flip to the cowboys uh that's gonna (laughs) curse you so uh uh, you know i i this is i i'm gonna still be on the fence um you know uh you know i i i'd imagine this has got to be a game where the cardinals got got to come out and try to keep it close here um but a lot of like you said a lot of signs not Pointing in the right directions for the Cardinals. Um, I, I will say that a couple key injuries uh, for both sides of the ball. Uh, Tyron Smith's not looking good to play. Oh, here. he's not. That's, okay. um, that's a that's pretty key for the Cowboys. But Buda Baker, uh, you know, I haven't really seen it. He hasn't really practiced a whole lot this week. He might be out, which would be big hit to their secondary for the Cardinals. So, um, you know, if you take those two in consideration, you know, um, I'll, I'll lean the Cowboys here. You know, you. you I think you made a lot of good points. You know, they've been looking a lot better. Um, you know, the, I was thinking before Cardinals have been better on the road, but yeah, you're right. They've just been struggling too much that I, I got to swing Cowboys here. Yeah. Last eight games, they're three and five. Yep. So they're not trending the right direction. Yeah. December cliff. <laughs> you might get fired. Yeah. Well, he would just go, he would just go somewhere else. <laughs> um, all right. Oklahoma's next- got an opening. Yeah. Um, next game up, guys, it is the Carolina Panthers taking on the New Orleans Saints. Saints are six-and-a-half-point favorites despite a tough loss last week to the Dolphins uh, where they threw the book at them, but they couldn't uh, couldn't pull it out. Um, but anyway, Saints six-and-a-half-point favorites over-under in this one is at 38. Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints this week. They do get Taysom Hill back. Um, you know, hopefully... Kamara keeps getting a little bit healthier and healthier each week, and uh, they're able to lean on him and uh, control the game in this one. Uh, really kind of the the factor for me in this one in choosing the Saints isn't so much. Uh, I mean, it's good that they're getting Taysom Hill back. and We know the Saints have a good defense, but it's just how bad the Panthers are and, and what a disaster uh, that team has become. I mean, I guess it, it must run in the rule family to – to have uh, Firefest level disasters, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever you're in charge of. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, I, I just the Panthers have just gone full tank here. Is is for as good as their season started? Were they three and one? I think they were three I and one. They were. They were at least three and two. 
uh, and it is they they just they flat out died out there. Um, it, their season's done, and it's it's up in flames. So I'm going Saints minus six and a half. Yeah, Panthers can't really get anything going on the ground uh, anymore. You know, no no Christian McCaffrey for weeks, and you know they they've had could not find a replacement for it. Um, you know, I'm right there with you. I'm gonna lean on the Saints. Seems like too big of a number for the Saints, though, so I, I'm not feeling great about it. Um, but, yeah, with all the pieces coming back for the Saints, I, I've got to imagine that they're going to be able to win this one by at least a touchdown here. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Um, I, uh, hopefully we just see a completely different style of football than what we saw on Monday night because um, <laughs> that was awful. Yeah, um, yeah the Panthers – I don't. I don't know what to say at this point. They're they're looking for their season to be over. Uh, you saw some just hilarious blank stares from Cam on the sidelines last week, <laughs> <laughs> questioning everything. Um, yeah, that talk about a just a c- complete collapse from that Panthers team. They were sitting in that wild card spot for most of the season, and just man, everything went off the rails. Um, Saints. I, I think that. Out of the them, the Falcons and the Vikings, the Saints probably have the most likely odds to grab that final wild card wild card spot. And I, out of those teams, I definitely think they're the best team. Uh, defense still played well last week. Um, I expect them to play very well here at home. Um, the thirty eight over under line sort of indicates that. So yeah, give me the Saints here. So. Um... Looking at next week's schedule, it is actually Saints Falcons. Um, and I'm gonna take the Saints in that one. Yeah, for the week 17. I mean, that could be winner goes in and uh, gets in the playoffs, but they would have to overcome uh, both the Niners and the Eagles. So um, obviously, they're looking for a loss. Uh, mm-hmm. One of those teams, not really thinking it's gonna be the Niners, but the Eagles could. Uh, they could become grounded uh, by the team this week the, on the road, so we'll see. Um, and as for... The Eagles got the Cowboys week 17, too. Yes, that's yeah. what I was just looking. Let me see. Um, yeah, they do. It that is Eagles-Cowboys, right. yeah. So And the Cowboys could be trying to go for and, that uh, first round by... And the 49ers got the Rams next week, so yeah. it, it, it could get lot, interesting lot of, there. A lot of things could happen. Yeah. Could, be, could be fun. Could be fun. Could be a good game. Matt Ryan just trying to... Scrap together one more really unnecessary. Former MVP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah. who was uh, who? Who were you saying earlier, Evan? Uh, who was the key COVID list on the Saints? At the... Oh, Kevin White. Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, you got to factor huge. that. Yeah, yeah, big, big loss for them. So. They're losing at least a touchdown with you, him being out. Yeah, you might want to temper your Saints bets. <laughs> yeah, his one percent snap percentage is is really. Uh, I don't even know if he's getting one percent. Uh, yeah screw him uh okay next game up it is the detroit lions taking on the seattle seahawks in seattle seahawks are seven and a half point favorites with the over under at 41 and a half uh adam start this one off uh yeah it's not gonna change from the last month or so but i'm going lions here i've been riding the lions uh they've won six out of seven against the spread um and for them to get more than a touchdown here against a Seahawks team that's given the Panthers a run for their money and just biggest collapses this year. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Lions all day. I think they're going to get DeAndre Swift back. It looks like golf's still going to be out, but I think they're going to lean on the run here. Um, and Seahawks, it, it, this game uh, was looking, it could get a little wet, um, like lower bound or 
temp around 39 degrees, but it could be rainy. Uh, not surprising in Seattle. I think that favors the Lions. Um, the Seahawks team, uh, especially last week watching that game, um, they, they opened up with a couple big plays, and you know they let the Bears come back in. They didn't play as hard as as, as a team that's coached by coached by uh, Pete Carroll should have. Um, I think they're in for just a complete overhaul. And, and on the other side, you got the Lions team that has does not have the same talent, but is playing very hard under Dan Campbell. So I I, I think. I think one team shows up here. I don't know if the Lions win this game, but I think they keep it close and definitely within a touchdown. So I love I love the Lions here getting more than a touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to lean on the Lions as well. Um, you know, it's, it's like you said, they've been a great team to bet on because everybody underestimates them. Everybody. I mean, they're, they're, there's not really, especially when – you know, you lost Hawkinson, you know, there wasn't a lot of key receivers on the team, though. Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, he's stepped up in the, the element right there. He's been definitely a big uh, player for them. You know, getting Swift back is huge. Seahawks, you know, uh, they're a little banged up. Uh, not as bad as they have been. Um, they got a few guys on the COVID list. Same with the Lions. Um, but, um, you know, getting... I, I, I got to imagine Lions are going to keep it within a touchdown here. But the way they've been playing... And especially the way the Seahawks have been playing, I still can't believe they let that one go to the Bears last week. Uh, I can't, I can't believe that. But um, you know, it, I'm I'm signing with the Lions here. I'm I'm right there with you, Evan. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think you guys said it perfectly. It's not necessarily about whether the Lions are actually going to win this game. It's about whether they'll cover, and uh, I I do expect them to cover. Um, I mean, we already seen that the Seahawks can blow a lead at home to a bad team when they did it to the Bears last week. So uh, let's just keep it in the family, keep it in the division, <laughs> and do it again to the Lions. Um, yeah, I mean, even without Goff, I, I don't see the Seahawks being able to uh, really blow the doors off the Lions here. I mean, what has happened to Russell Wilson? Uh, I, I, I don't I don't understand. The future doesn't look bright. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe... Maybe one too many futures involved in his life. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I forgot about the CR. Sometimes jokes. co-parenting isn't isn't, <laughs> isn't it's just so detrimental on your ability to play quarterback. Oh, then God. breaking news: uh, Broncos. Bad news: Bradley Chubb and Jerry Judy going on the COVID list. Oh, yes. Well, had to be switching. No, ride, ride or die. Neither of them affect the the rushing offense for the Broncos or the rushing rushing defense, defense for the Chargers. <laughs> so they don't feel as good about it, but I like I like the breaking news, Robbie. Yeah, um, was... Hey, you know, we, we don't usually have the chances we do it at nighttime. We need like a like an old like nineteen seventies like news ticker like boop 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 uh yeah anyway. Uh <laughs> that's even better. That's how we break news here. Uh, okay, but back to the Lions. Yeah, I totally expect them to be able to uh, play the Seahawks close here. Um, I, I don't see any explosive element to the Seahawks offense. And, uh, I mean, the Seahawks defense has been kind of the lean, the unit they've been leaning on, but uh, they're not even the, the strongest unit anymore. I mean, Bobby Wagner's in the twilight of his career, and, um, you know, it's kind of the last remaining holdover of – the Legion of Boom. Uh, otherwise, it's uh, it's it's a whole lot of nothing out there for them. So I, I like the Lions. I think uh, they'll keep it competitive. All right, Sunday Night Football. It is the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Green Bay Packers. Packers are 13.5-point favorites at home with the over-under at 43. And the reason that number is so high for the spread 
is because Kirk Cousins has now been uh, listed as out because he's on the COVID list. So tough break for the Vikings as they are um, in playoff contention just as uh, the Saints and the Falcons and the like of them are. Uh, but going to be tough for them uh, to have to come out and win a game on the road without Kirk Cousins. But uh, it is in prime time, so uh, maybe maybe no <laughs> prime time Kirk will be good. Um I'm going to go with the Packers here. I know um, weather forecast for this one is supposed to be extremely cold, single digits. Um, but, I mean, we've seen Aaron Rodgers perform in these kinds of games in the past. That's not going to deter me here. Uh, and even if the Packers did need to lean more heavily on the run, we've seen, you know, we already know what they have in Aaron Jones. But really, uh, A.J. Dillon has uh, emerged uh, second half of this season as a dependable back for them and kind of the more physical element for them out of the backfield. And it's kind of given them... A, a better identity and, and kind of a meaner streak on offense. They're able to be more physical. Uh, so nice element that they've added. Uh, it's going to be Sean Mannion, most likely a quarterback for the Vikings. Uh, they're going to have to be leaning on Delvin Cook uh, pretty heavily. Delvin Cook's going to play, right? Or it looks like he's going to play? Yeah, yeah he play. practiced. So. And Vikings yeah. did officially announce that Sean Mannion is going to be the starter. Okay. So uh, looks like they're going to have to lean heavily on Delvin Cook. Uh, I, I can't imagine, you know, too much uh, production out of Thielen and uh, Jefferson this game, but you never know. Um, I, I just think the Packers, their offense going to be a little bit too much. And, uh, you know, even though the Packers defense has been struggling the last few weeks, uh, I believe that uh, without Kirk Cousins, uh, they should be able to handle a Sean Mannion-led Vikings team at home. But uh, what do you guys think? I'm actually thinking the other way. Um, you know, not just for the Kirk Cousins factor. Uh, I'm more looking towards the single digits uh, weather. You know, I saw a stat earlier in the week when um, this was noticed uh, that, um, you know, this is going to be in single digits that, uh, like, passers in games, you know, uh, average uh, maybe something like 190 yards and, like, .3 touchdowns a game which uh, was crazy low. So I, I was actually curious, uh, kind of like what you said, Evan, like it seems like as it gets colder, Aaron Rodgers gets better. So I was kind of looking at the stats to just to see what it was at. And, you know, not a lot of, not a big sample size because, you know, rarely really? gets that cold. You know, Rodgers have only played two games in the single digits what? in his career. Um, so I also looked at playing in the teens, which, you know, he had four games and, Oh wow! I would have thought it, he would have at least played it like ten games no, in but, under twenty degrees. Was yeah. one of them last year against the Titans? Um, I remember like I last year. Last wow. the last um single digit one was in twenty sixteen, <laughs> and that was oh yeah, that was uh in Chicago. Oh, um, okay. I kind of remember that one a little bit, but um, you know, looking at the stats wise for Rodgers, you know um. You know, his career average passing is maybe around 268. Um, but it's, when it gets into teens, it's gone down to 257. And then in single digits, it's been 214. But um, only two games. And, so, and, uh, yeah. yeah, so so a lot. You know, his passing attempts have gone w- a little bit down. You know, passing TDs have definitely gone down, you know, 0.5 in single digits. You know, he's only had one in the two games he's played. But... Um, you know, that, that kind of tells me that this is going to be a more of a running game or this, this should be. Um, so that's kind of what I'm expecting, which I think plays more, plays a lot better to the Vikings. Was um, that 2016 game, the, the Thanksgiving game, Bears? 
Um, no. no, no, that this was uh, probably in December, same season, mid December. Oh, okay, like different. Right. Uh, that must have been in Chicago then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this was in, was in Chicago. I actually think I know this one. Um, I was off. I think I remember it. I was offered tickets to this game. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really <laughs> like it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. it was like wet too, but. Um, yeah, anyways, I, I think this plays well into the Vikings. You know, I think that you're going to see a lot of running this game. Um, over-under has gone down a little bit. I was liking the under when it was up at, like, 47, but 43 I think is a little better. But I think the Vikings could keep it close, you know. I think I will keep an eye out for um, what Aaron Rodgers' yardage total is because looking at, like, ESPN projections, which you know can never be super reliable, but they show Rodgers projected around, like, 250 and two touchdowns and if that's what the lines are at i'm gonna absolutely be taking some unders there Ooh, okay yeah uh for me I, I i agree with robbie i like the vikings here getting almost two touchdowns uh maybe a net positive with kirk being out um not really but i, I think in this game either way um they're gonna have to lean on the run game and you know you may this year both uh madison and um when each other's gotten a full role, been good, but I really haven't seen them too often utilize them both. Um, you know, at least getting you know double digit carries each. I think in this game it would be a good idea if they did, they did try to do that. Um, just given the conditions and um, you know new quarterback at the helm, but I, I think that this Vikings team has played the Packers as well as anybody or better than anybody else in the division. Um, going back maybe five years now. Um, they seem to play them a little bit closer than, you know, the record would indicate in some of these matchups. So yeah, I, and the fact that they still got a chance at, at a wild card spot here. Um, I just, I, I don't feel like they're warranted to be 13 and a half point dogs here. Um, so yeah, I'm taking the Vikings with the points. All right. Next up, uh, Monday night football. Browns heading into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Steelers are three-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under at 41. Uh, main storyline here is Big Ben has made sure everybody's aware that uh, this is maybe his last game at uh, Heinz Field. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think he's telling anybody who will listen that, uh, that you know his time in Pittsburgh might be coming to an end. But they uh, still have... A chance at the playoffs, they need to win out, but, uh, you know, still still fighting. So, Steelers, um, the fact that they're plus three here, we've kind of talked uh, a few times this year just about the Steelers um, and how they're a much better team at home uh, rather than on the road. And so, with that in mind, I'm going to go with the Steelers here to cover the three points. Um, really, uh, I'm going narrative street on this one. Ben's supposedly last game at Heinz Field you know, nostalgia Ben will win the day, and uh, I think the Steelers will will surprise people and, uh, you know, at least keep this close if not come out with the win, so I'll take the Steelers. Yeah, Big Ben's always been a guy who's been significantly better at home than away, Um, especially if this is his last game at Heinz Field. You know, I'll ride the narrative, too. I don't feel great about this game at all. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Brown's still getting guys coming back from injury and from COVID list, um, so that's a very very sketchy and very fluid situation too so um this is a stay away game for me um but you know i i gotta imagine that big ben's got one last uh, a little little juice left in the pocket you know I, I don't know if you keep juice in the pocket but you know uh, you know 
Uh, I'm definitely mis- mix- mixing up some phrase, but you know you keep fine. flask in the pocket. <laughs> you do keep flask in the pocket. You know, maybe Big Ben will pull yeah, it off. I feel like done. Big Ben in this game is going to be intoxicated somehow. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to take the Browns here. I sort of revert back to Big Ben's last home playoff game, which was last year against these Browns, and they got absolutely annihilated. Um, Browns are getting healthier. Uh, you know, it's sort of at the right time. Um, I, I just think that this is a good matchup for the Browns. Their secondary, I, I think, is going to limit what the Steelers can do, and they're going to force them, try to force them to run the ball. And, and if it gets into that kind of game script, uh, Browns are going to win this game. Um, you know, I, I getting three points here, I, I've seen that this line might have moved a little bit higher than that. Um you know, I'd, I'd maybe hesitate at that point, but for Browns to be only a field goal favorite here, I like that. Um, I, I think that they will win by a field goal. Um, and, you know, this Browns team's used to be playing spoiler this time of year. So I I think Baker and the boys get the job done. Um, this, uh, this game would be very interesting. So um, next week, week 18 matchups, it's uh, Steelers are in Baltimore. Uh, and the Bengals are in Cleveland. So Cleveland won that first matchup against the Bengals, right? Mm-hmm. So if the Bengals were to lose to the Chiefs and the Browns were to beat the Steelers this week, then that's basically a matchup for the division um, You know, when the Browns would have the tiebreak because they beat them twice. Uh, the Ravens, though, are, uh, you know, if they've got a tough game against the Rams, so if they lost... Uh, they'd be at eight and eight. Um, they would need a win next week against the Steelers too. So this, I mean, this division is uh, still. It's going to be very much up for grabs. I, I think, despite whatever outcomes happen this week, there's going to be some crazy playoff scenario, most likely, unless like the uh, Bengals win and everybody else loses. Um, but yeah, should should be a really interesting uh, uh, final day for the AFC North next week. Is how it's shaping out. Okay, well, that will do it for the uh, Week 17 review. Uh, let's uh, recap real quick our lead pipe locks. So, Adam, you are on Bucks minus 13 on the road against the Jets. Robbie, 49ers minus 12.5 against the Texans at home. And I was on the Bears minus 5.5 at home against the Giants. Um, guys, for the podcast parlay... Uh, we were thinking Giants Bears over thirty seven, uh, Dolphins plus three and a half, and Lions plus seven and a half. But we recently all shifted over to the Cowboys, and we're also all on the Saints as well. So, do we want to? Do all we want to the Eagles too? Yeah, I don't feel great about the Eagles. Uh, I don't feel great about the Cowboys. Yeah, right, we can just stick what we had. I like, I, I I like what we had. Yeah. Keep what we have. Okay, so Giants Bears over thirty seven. I think we all feel pretty good about that. Dolphins, we definitely all feel strongly definitely. about that. And then Adam, you talked about it. the Lions just continue to um, play well. You know their record against the spread is is good. Uh, Vegas has undervalued them all year. At least the public has. Uh, so. Uh, we'll we'll just keep riding the lines against the spread, and uh, hopefully it, it pays off for us here. So that's that's our podcast parlay. One last time: Giants Bears over thirty seven, Dolphins plus three and a half, Lions plus seven and a half. Love it. Locks are all uh, favorites, and then parlays pretty much all dogs. Yeah, should yep. be fun. Um, 
They're dogging with that Giants Bears. So. <laughs> That's a dog for the viewer. That is a dog for the viewer. Uh, that'll do it for the Week 17 episode, everybody. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and on Twitter for the latest updates uh, on the podcast and on our picks. Uh, but until then, enjoy Week 17, and we will be back with final week of the season, Week 18, to break everything down for you. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.